1290 and streaming worldwide at newspress.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Chrysell and Diane Duver and I are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, whose highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara, at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets, and in Montecito's Upper Village. At Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm, coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. Hi, Neil. How are you doing today? Well, as I just said to you before we went on the air, I am going to take my first trip in three days. I am heading to New York. Wow. And I have, two, I, have two, I have two concerns. One is I'll get COVID, and two is I'll get my New York accent back. <laughs> well, one would be one, one would be no change, and the other would be, you know, <laughs> bad for you. But anyway, so, so it goes. Well, I'm very jealous that you're able to travel, so that's wonderful, Neil. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to dress up in, in a mask and a shield. I'm going to look like some kind of crazy person. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what if the shoe fits? Wear it. Right. <laughs> well, we well, enough about our silliness, but we have the pleasure of having Suleiman Khan, who's the CEO of Swell Energy, with us today. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Diane. So um, the first article is really interesting, and, and just let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, in in two, in the ninth in nineteen no it was a. Uh, 2000, in 2001, a friend of mine uh, on Wall Street uh, had his picture on the front page of the Wall Street Journal as the number one portfolio manager of a mutual fund in the country. And then 10 years later, he had his picture on the front page, I think it was 2011, had his picture on the front page of the Wall Street Journal as the worst performance in the country. And, you know, that's been, as far as you know, my long history on Wall Street, it's typical where somebody becomes a superstar by picking stocks. And when the world changes, they don't change. And whether it was luck or whether it was uh, catching the right moment, uh, they do well and then they don't do well anymore. And that's why by the way, that the average mutual fund investor has done worse than the average mutual fund because the mutual fund investors tend to get out of what they think is underperforming funds and go into what their friend owns, which is a good performing fund. And by that time, it's no longer a good performing fund. Anyway, the article I'm, I'm looking at here, it was both in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. It's about Kathy Wood's ARK investment firm. And this company, which is an ETF, a very special kind of ETF that only invests in a small group of stocks that uh, Wood categorizes as disruptive innovation. And I read an article about this fund a little less than two months ago because it was one of the number one funds in the country. It just was the right fund at the right time. Well, just like my friend, this article, less than two months later, is about how in the last um, couple of weeks, 
the fund is down uh, 20%. And uh, the uh, work that she was doing uh, on very few, very uh, highly priced stocks that did very well over the last year or two uh, actually collapsed in the last market. And the, um, you know, this is sort of like history continues to repeat itself. It didn't take long in this case for, you know, the superstar. And I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not jealous. I'm not, uh, well, yeah, I'm always jealous, but I'm not jealous because I'm not in the business anymore. But it's just about how somebody does something that looks like it's a real winner until it no longer makes any sense. Well, and that's why when you think about investing, people who are trying to hit that triple home run or when it sounds too good to be true, it's usually not what you want to do. You want to have a solid performance. You know, that that's just the reality of it. That fund that that Neil, you were speaking of is was primarily invested in stocks that were very speculative and they also had they did not have the fundamentals to support their price that they were trading at. And that is really the segment of the market that's in the last few weeks been beaten up the most. And it has bubble-like um, things going on in that in that segment of the market. Um, and the second article I have uh, was in the Wall Street Journal in Weekend Investor. And it's really in a way a companion of this. It has nothing to do with her fund, but it's about, uh, it's called Safe Sometimes Isn't Safe. Um, there is a fund, interestingly called uh, Infinity Q, which, um, uh, as the article begins saying, this is a long line of magical money machines that have claimed they could produce attractive returns on with unconventional assets at lower risk and main, a, a, than mainstream portfolios. And um, what what this fund did is um, uh, buy various um, investments that needed to be marked to market by an independent uh, uh, investment advisor. And uh, the uh, trades were, because they were so few and far between and they were third and there was third party pricing, whether that was the problem or not, the, the reality was that uh, it has not done, uh, it has done very poorly uh, and it, um, it proves again as, uh, uh, Jason Swag, the writer of this article, said you need to eat your broccoli, meaning that you need to pay attention to you know real world uh, issues. Um, you looked like you were thrilled with that article. You're looking. Well, no, at I. You know what it reminded me of is so you know I get the Wall Street Journal every day, and then all of a sudden they stopped delivering it to me, and I have I have to complain again because I complained, and then they never restarted it. So that's what I was thinking about. Sorry for the, for the facial expression. You know, the other thing you could consider doing is paying your bill. That helps too. I already paid it. I paid oh, it for the. Okay. Uh, the next article actually is an editorial in this Sunday's New York Times, and uh, it's written by Stephen Ratner, and it's it, it it's entitled "Too Many Smart People Are Being Too Dismissive of Inflation," and um, you know, there's a sort of a group of traditional economists, very famous economists that are just about in unison saying that we don't really have to worry about inflation right now. And even the Fed is taking the view that they can be a little bit less concerned and keep interest rates low because it doesn't look like there's inflation on the, on the horizon. Um, and um, 
he takes a different view. Uh, he's saying, first of all, the stimulus that we just passed, that the government just passed, um, should have been really a targeted, uh, uh, a, a targeted uh, 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 stimulus payment, uh, because it, um, it it's it's not going to be needed in some cases, and and in other cases, it's just going to be uh, more money that will be. Uh, saved, and then when the economy begins to open up, it's going to more. It's going to likely inflame the economy even more. Uh, it also talks about the fact that uh, some of the states' revenues were better than expected. California was ten percent uh, better than expected, and New York is is uh, is 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 a little bit lower than uh, people expected. And so it should have been targeted. He believes to give money to those that really need it and not those that 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 don't have it and this guy's been pretty prescient about the economy over the last few years and i think you know um it it may be and if you look at the the bond market in the last three four days they're i think beginning to agree with him or at least some people are beginning to be concerned about inflation well and i think inflation is is a real issue and for our um listeners the best place to hedge your bets and in inflation is in the stock market and the real estate market. And so sitting on the sidelines in cash is how you erode your purchasing power. And I do think inflation will happen. Um, you know, I have to argue with the um, author to some extent as the stimulus bill was targeted to individuals. And the purpose of that bill was really to get money in people's pockets to be spent. And so I think they tried to do as targeted as they can, but the fact that the state of California is also doing stimulus, they're 10% better than they expected, will probably be taken up by more stimulus. As a consumer-based economy, that's ultimately a good thing for our corporations. Uh, and the final article today is again by Jason Swag. It's about, in, and, and this is really you know, something that's hard to believe, but there are companies now that are willing to pay uh, interest as high as 12% um, if you buy Bitcoin and lend it to them. So what they're saying is uh, we will pay you, and by the way, and we'll pay you in Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So what they're doing is they're incentivizing you to buy Bitcoin. And then if you're sitting around with, you know, earning less than 1%, they're saying this is a safe way to increase your uh, interest return, which on its face is, you know, uh, uh, obviously not true. That you there is so much fraud going on in the market around Bitcoin. It's not even um, funny. Um, I, you know, I had a uh, a friend of a friend of a friend's housekeeper reach out to me, and her brother was approached with a uh, a Bitcoin offering um, on a piece of paper with misspellings and English wasn't quite right, yet it was written in English. And it was all about Bitcoin. And people are viewing Bitcoin as a get rich quick idea. And really it's it's a currency play. And it's it's a very, it's a very intangible one because it's not backed by a government. And governments are, are do not give away power that easily. And currency is is power. Yes, it is gaining traction, but much like any precious metal is almost how you have to have to um, look at these investments. And the worst part about this is once you lend the Bitcoin to the this, the lender, the borrower, uh, if you want to sell it because Bitcoin begins to collapse, you can't because you don't have it anymore. 
So you're really kind of locked into a very volatile commodity. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the Kelly Marsh team.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. We can help him that pain. Hi, I'm Eddie Taduri. I'm the founder of the Rhythmic Arts Project, or TRAP as it's better known. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the work we've been doing during this time of Corona. Our virtual classes have been reaching out and inspiring students around the world, as well as right here at home. Our primary objective is to promote the inclusion of people with different abilities, as well as their typical peers in all aspects of everyday life. Like everyone struggling to make ends meet in our nonprofit world, we depend on donations from folks like you. Please review the website at traplearning.org and give what you can. I'm very grateful. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending since 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And we can be reached at 805-563-1290 or at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. And if you're just joining us, we have the pleasure of having Solomon Khan, who is the CEO of Swell Energy with us today. And thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Neil. Great to be here. So, you know, I, as I was reading your bio, I, I was looking at it and I thought to myself, wow, what a varied career you have had. So you've done everything from microfinance in Zimbabwe to a, being a financial advisor to the Obama administration, investment banking at Citibank, and renewable energy with Tesla before Swell. Tell us about your journey from the beginning, you know, where you're from, what your education is, and how you transitioned and reinvented yourself throughout your journey of career. Sure. So first of all, it was entirely all planned out um, to this, to this moment. <laughs> and I, of course, say that jokingly because it certainly was not. But in retrospect, and, and thank you for the question, in retrospect, 
it kind of feels like it was. Um, yeah, I'll try to be brief here, but, but um, certainly, you know, the company reflects the people that make it and Swell Energy out of Southern California has a bunch of people like me in it. Uh, my personal background is prior to Swell, I was with Tesla, as you mentioned. Um, and since 2008, I've basically been at the nexus between renewable energy and structured finance. Um, in other words, I've tried to take renewable energy technologies and services that may cost more than homeowners could afford or businesses could afford in a one-time shot. And I've turned them into things like leases or power purchase agreements or some form that makes renewable energy affordable for homeowners. Um, so as a kind of professional hobby, if you will, just using finance to do interesting things has been where my head is. You know, engineers use engineering to come up with nifty um, instruments and, uh, and, and technologies. And us finance nerds, um, many of us try to find a way to use finance to make a change in the world. Um, you're right, I was an investment bank with Citigroup. It was an invaluable experience. Um, prior to that, as you said, I was in microfinance at Zimbabwe. Microfinance, you know, being a way, it's a poverty alleviation tool, primarily in developing countries, but also here in the US. Um, and it's a way to connect capital markets with people who can utilize them and to democratize capital markets, right? And so that theme of microfinance kind of being a democratization of capital among the masses, well, you fast forward a couple of years and in the US and around the world, we're having a similar theme in energy where we are going from centralized power plants to a democratized distributed energy generation base um, as distributed as your rooftop and your garage, you know? And so my career, you know, as they say, I, I've gone where the trade winds have blown, but it's kind of been in an effort to use finance um, in, in a manner that helps people out, in a manner that accelerates the adoption of technology and over the past 10 years or so, renewable energy. Wow. <laughs> so now when you say the democratization of energy through solar, you know, I can't help but to think about Texas and their energy issues that they just faced during this most recent um, cold snap that, that really caused the state to have some serious issues and many of its citizens left cold, freezing and without electricity. So how do you think Swell or, or Swell's technology could have helped in that situation? Yeah, I'll even take a step back, you know, being um, a Southern California company and myself traveling between. You never have to think about those cold freezes, the deep freeze. That's <laughs> well, why we it's all. The, you know, it's interesting. The weather will do one thing or the other, but sometimes the implications are similar, right? So in California, over the past several years, we have, needless to say, had other issues. We have issues of um, fires and wildfires, and we have therefore had issues of power outages associated with preventing those wildfires and due to those wildfires, right? And so it's really interesting when you look at Texas, it was because of a winter storm, one that happens, call it once a decade. Our fear is that you're gonna see more of these storms potentially in California and Texas on the East Coast. Generally speaking, you know, we're just seeing more of a prevalence of weather-related issues. And we're seeing that the grid over time, you know, decades are passing, right? And the grid over time, investment in the grid has not necessarily been perhaps what it should be. And so what we are trying to do as a company and to get to your question about Texas is we're trying to talk to utilities and homeowners. And one thing that makes us rather different versus a lot of the incumbent solar companies out there is that we help homeowners try to get solar and a home battery, solar panels and a home battery 
um, in a manner that allows them to maximize the value of that home energy system. So we're a one-stop shop where homeowners can come and buy solar panels and a home battery or lease solar panels and a home battery. And, you know, um, being on this investment show is quite interesting because different homeowners have different agendas. Some want to buy them and include them as an investment among their other assets. Others want to keep their powder dry and they want to lease them. And we cater to both types of homeowners. Um, so you can come to us and you can buy your home battery and your solar panels or you can lease it. But then we take it one step further. And given that home batteries are now an absolute reality, and, and I would say they weren't when I entered the industry, you know, call it 10, 12 years ago, the solar industry, but home batteries are an absolute reality today. I think 10 years from now, 15 years from now, we're going to be looking at each other and saying, oh, your battery doesn't have a home. That's interesting. You know, we are starting to look at a home battery as essentially an appliance. But how do you make that affordable? How do you make it something that the ordinary homeowner, uh, folks like us, can go and um, enjoy? Well, two things. Number one, we finance them. And then number two, we create what are known as virtual power plants. And this is a pretty distinct aspect of our company versus many other solar companies. We work with utilities to essentially aggregate a lot of these home solar panel and battery systems and provide them as a resource, um, capital R, an aggregate resource, like you might think about a, virtual, a power plant or a peaker plant. And we provide that energy to the utility. Now, in doing that, we don't necessarily or at all take the customer's energy, their solar energy or the energy they store in their battery away from them. That energy is always there 100% for their benefit. But what we do is coordinate the dispatch of that energy. So we go to the utilities and we say, if we bring you 6,000 homes who dispatch energy at the exact same time to save them money, well, there's some benefit in that aggregated dispatch to you and let's coordinate it. And so what the utilities do to cut to the chase is they pay us to develop these virtual power plants. We then turn around, take that money and give it back to the homeowner, thereby making their cost of solar and storage lower. So we help them finance the system and then we help them get some dollars in their pocket from the utility. So now with Swell and the, and the uh, so my understanding of having home solar is that your, your solar panel, you know, you fill up your battery life and then anything left over, you sell back to the grid. Is that part of this model? It absolutely is. Essentially what happens in solar today, if you don't have a battery, is that when you're producing and you're at home, and obviously more of us are at home nowadays, well, you use that energy, right? Um, now, it might be that when you're home in the daytime, using that energy when the sun shines, it might not be the most expensive time, it, it might not be the most expensive energy of the day. So in Southern California, in places where we operate, like Santa Barbara, um, like Irvine, like Orange County, um, we are essentially storing that solar energy into our battery and then allowing the homeowner to use it in the evening between call it 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. when energy actually nowadays is far more expensive. And so what we're doing is two things. We're allowing homeowners to store their solar energy and consume it when it's more expensive. Um, and when I, and you know, that's 2x more expensive in some cases. So we're helping them save money on their bill, number one. Number two, they can store a big part of that energy and use it as backup if the grid goes down. And then number three, the other thing that we're bringing is the ability to utilize, to monetize that battery in our virtual power plants by letting the utility know that the customer is gonna dispatch that battery just during four and 5 p.m. and we get paid for that. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB and we'll be right back.
When a bank is owned by the community and invests in the community, it answers to a different call. It's personal. It's driven by your needs, not ours. Welcome to American Riviera Bank, based right here in Santa Barbara with branches in Montecito and Goleta. Our customers know us for personal service, every day, every way. You can bank on us. Bank on us. Bank on us! American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to poof. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket. A tent. A sandbag. A doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of Hurricane Harvey, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit HurricaneHarveyAid.org. That's HurricaneHarveyAid.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And we have with us Solomon Khan, who's the CEO of Swell Energy. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, the fact that you were putting perhaps multiple batteries in people's homes. And there's this um, yin and yang, if you will, or dual purpose of why people are... Um, wanting to install solar at this point, which is to save money and also have the security of having, having power if and when there's, there's some power outage. And so, so how do you do that? How do you ensure that you're serving both goals? Sure. And Diane, I think the yin-yang um, analogy is perhaps perfect there, you know, because what we find is that the majority of homeowners have an interest in doing both of those things. They have an interest in saving money on their energy bill. And we do that by storing their solar energy and dispatching it for the home's use when energy is most expensive. So there's certainly that element that the predominance of our customers want. Um, and then at the same time, they also want to know that that energy is gonna be there in the event that the grid goes down, right? And so there are different ways that we tackle this. In some way, in some cases, we let the customer kind of set their priority. If the customer, for example, is more interested in savings, well, then we will reserve a smaller amount of their battery for backup and utilize the bulk of the energy that they save, that they store in their battery um, to achieve savings. If on the other hand, homeowners, and this varies by geography, right? If on the other hand, homeowners are interested more in energy security, and they come to us and they say, look, we would like to achieve some savings, but we'd rather have our battery full all day, all night, 
Well, in that case, we will store more energy for resiliency, right? And one thing that we've done recently, given the price of batteries and how it's come down, um, is we've started to install, as you said, multiple batteries on homes. So in, in the most recent cases, we are installing two home batteries um, and PV panels, solar panels on, on the customer's roof. And we're filling up both the batteries. And in that case, the customer can use one battery to achieve what we call a time of use arbitrage or time of use savings. That's where they store their solar energy in the daytime and use it when it's more expensive in the evening. And then they use the other battery um, for permanent energy security, right? And what we're finding is that given, you know, it's not, it's not completely predictable when the lights will go out, but to some extent, there are certain months in the year when that happens more than others. Um, there are certain times during the, the month when we get warnings from utilities. So some customers are being a bit proactive and keeping that energy secure, uh, keeping that energy reserved for a black for a power outage at all times. But we're finding that more and more customers are actually using it for savings. Um, you know, and if you have the stored energy in your battery and the power isn't going out, then you're kind of tempted to go ahead and use it to save money, right? So that's one of the things that's different about the home batteries versus solar is with solar, you know, over the past 10 years, we haven't had to think about, or we haven't had the opportunity to think about how to use that energy. It just gets generated and either your home and you use it, or it goes back into the grid. Well, with a home battery, you have all these decisions to make, right? And for us, it's kind of an interesting problem to have. Um, over the past 10 years, you didn't have customers coming to you and asking you, oh, what do I do with the stored energy? Do I use it for savings or do we use it for backup? Well, for us, it's great news that you can use it for either. And we help customers kind of help try to modulate and balance between that. There was an article um, about six weeks ago, which was a pretty big article by that interviewed the the largest solar company in California. And he said, what's really surprising is they're not profitable. And they're not profitable because they make this huge investment um, and they're not gonna make money until all this, until it gets, I guess, amortized over a long period of time. Is that economic problem the same with, with your model? No, with us, it's actually quite different. So if you take the homeowner's perspective, um, let's say the average, solar energy, solar panel and home battery system costs around $25,000. Well, there are rebates and tax incentives that help bring that down. And if you are a customer, if you're a homeowner that has um, the wherewithal to pay, you know, $25,000 and then get a tax incentive, a tax credit back and to make available of some of the local California incentives, then that price will come down for you, you know, to roughly call it 50% of that. Um, however, that's still a lot of money for people. And what we have done is essentially said, we have now a fund where homeowners can lease the solar panels and the battery, and they will pay less than what they pay their utility. So the monthly payments on that contract are meant to be lower than what you're paying the utility right now. And on top of that, you're getting this energy storage in the form of resiliency through the battery, right? So our mandate is to essentially provide this home solar and storage to customers at a price that is better, better than what they're paying the utility right now. And they're locking that price in and they have energy storage to make sure that if the power goes out, they've got at least some level of resilience. And even if that day, you know, the power went out in the evening and that day they had chosen to use the battery to save money, well, that might be a tough night, but at least the next morning when the sun shines, that battery's full again through the day, right? Is that, an, open, is that an open-ended lease? How do they, what happens to, at any point, do they own the equipment? Yeah, so they can. So this is a 25-year lease. 
Um, at the end of that 25 years, most solar panels have a 25 to 30 year life and we come and replace the batteries uh, every 10 years. And so at the end of 25 years, there is still a good five to 10 years of life in that system. And they essentially can own the system at that point. Um, but the truth is that I think what we're going to see is 25 years from now, and, and by the way, if the customer moves, um, they can prepay that lease or they can assign it over to the new homeowner. There are very easy ways to kind of transfer this lease over to whoever buys your new home. Typically, what we see is that when somebody sells their home, they just pay the lease off and they see an increased value in, in, in the home. But in any case, what's the most likely going to happen is 25 years from now, you know, those panels will be old enough and the battery will be, um, we will have changed the battery once, but 25 years from now, there's probably going to be technology that's much better. And same as leasing a car, the way we think about it is, why not just let us bring that new technology to you 25 years from now and worry about it then, right? So it's, it's not open-ended. You can buy the solar panels and the battery at the end of 25 years, but most likely what's going to happen is homeowners are going to want the new technology that exists then. And so when, when you said it, it's lower than what you pay the utility, you know, I find that when people feel like it's, um, they, they're using solar power, they're much more likely to jack up their utility bill. Like, oh, let's turn on the air conditioning or, or <laughs> let's, let's use more of it because it's less expensive. And so how do you, how do you manage that? Well, so first of all, I think, great question. I mean, from our standpoint, it's more all else being equal, right? So um, all else being equal, i.e. your consumption remaining what it otherwise would have been, you're going to save money versus your utility bill. Now, if you change your consumption behavior, as a lot of us have, right, what we've seen through 2020 is obviously a lot of us. Right. Well, we've been home a lot more, right? right? I've never used yeah. as much electricity at my house. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And so in that case, your bill is going to be higher because than what it was last year, even with solar. But what we're seeing is that because people are home, energy is so much more a part of their consciousness and energy security and resiliency is so much more a part of their consciousness. Um, and people are investing in their home, you know, because they're staying home so much, we see people investing in their home and we see people um, really now thinking about the energy that's driving their home and powering their home a whole lot more. Are you in the construction business? Like, do you actually install this stuff? We are, so we're a licensed contractor in California um, and we have a network of licensed installers across the state of California and Hawaii and Massachusetts now. So what we end up doing, the process on our end when a customer calls in is we help them assess their needs. You know, how much solar do they want? How much battery do they need? Um, do they wanna back up their whole home? Do they just wanna back up a few critical circuits like their kitchen, the living room, the office? So we help them think through all of those things. And then we provide them with a proposal that shows them what their monthly payment's gonna be and what they're gonna save on their utility bill. Again, all else being equal, right? And then we essentially um, connect them with one of our certified technicians across the state who come and do the installation. We are the party that's responsible for all of that. The customer is signing a contract with us. And then we maintain that system for the next 25 years. You know, So this thing is basically a power plant on their roof and in their garage that they're leasing from us and that we are maintaining. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. 
At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we're having a conversation with the CEO of Swell Energy, Suleiman Khan. If you have any questions for him, feel free to give us a call at 805-564-1290. So Suleiman, before the break, we were talking about you know, leasing versus purchasing them, the, the, solar, um, the solar panels and um, batteries. And you had mentioned that you're now in Massachusetts. How do you deal with a state that does not get sunshine as many days of the year as California? Sure. You know, it's interesting when you look back to, so solar technology, first of all, has become so efficient. The solar cells and the solar panels have just become remarkably efficient over the past 20 years. And when you look at even rewinding 10 years ago, you know, an interesting fact is that 10 years ago, Germany was the country with perhaps the most solar per capita in the world um, or among the among the highest. And, you know, you think about Germany, you say, well, that's kind of up there and how much sun and how much snow. Um, And the truth of the matter is that places like Massachusetts, places like Vermont, places like New York, um, the irradiance, you know, the, the sunshine in those states is ample, way ample to generate the type of energy that a typical home needs. Um, now, is it the same as Southern California? Absolutely not. To give you guys a sense of numbers, you know, we think about these things in kilowatt hours per kilowatt per year. Um, in California, that number might be 1650. In Massachusetts, it might be 1300 or 1400, right? So certainly lower, but in, in, in an order, quite, a, quite an order lowers. Diane, so your, your question is spot on. But with the cost of solar coming down, with the efficiency of solar going up, we're finding that even in states in the Northeast and countries you know, around the world where irradiance isn't as good as it is in Southern California, solar continues to make a ton of economic sense. Well, what relationship do you have with Tesla? Do you have to, for example, have to have a Tesla 
system in your garage in order to get your product? We are a certified tech uh, partner of Tesla's and a lot of our business is certainly around the Tesla Powerwall. We find it to be a phenomenal product. Bang for buck, it's a great home battery. Um, you know, being an ex-Tesla employee, being an alum of the company, I know the product and, and the folks quite well. Um, but it's not to say that that's the only product out there. And it's certainly not to say that that's the only product you're going to see in the market in 2021. I think what folks will see, it's going to be really interesting, you know, being having been in this industry and at this company for some time, we have seen the emergence of home batteries, right? And it's going to be really interesting to see how in 2021 and 2022, um, a lot of people, we think homeowners, are going to start looking at home batteries in a different way. Um, and you're seeing all the big electronics companies basically gear up for that. So you name it, and the consumer electronics company that you might name is coming out with a home battery, right? So Tesla has certainly been the pioneer. We love the product. We offer it. Our customers love it. Um, but it's certainly not the only option out there. So if I don't have a Tesla car, I can still buy your product? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and that way you've got a Tesla in the garage, even though it doesn't have any wheels on it. <laughs> so now I, I always think to solar energy as a, as a clean alternative. Um, with all the battery production, how, how, what, what is its economic or, yeah, I guess what's its footprint, on, on its carbon footprint in the world? It's phenomenally, great question. Um, one of the things that we're finding is that when it's just solar production, right? Somebody who's got some panels on their roofs, um, they may or may not be utilizing, especially pre-COVID, they may or may not be utilizing that solar energy when it's being produced and it might go back to the grid. And when they are at home utilizing the energy, they might be using energy from the grid that's not as clean in its composition, right? And so for some people that's important. For other people, the green aspect is less relevant and it's all about savings. And the beauty of solar and storage is no matter where you fall in that spectrum, um, this works for you. And, and that's why we're seeing such tremendous interest in Southern California is because if you're somebody who's thinking about resiliency, this is an answer for you that's affordable. If there's somebody that's thinking about the composition of your energy, the greenness within that, um, this is something that you want to gravitate to. And if you're somebody who's simply thinking about the pocketbook, as so many of us are nowadays, well, getting a battery and solar panels on your roof is one of the best ways to lower your bill and to fix it, to hedge the bill, so that if energy prices rise in the future, you're pretty much hedged from that. The one thing that I'll say about um, you know, Santa Barbara, Ventura, the 805 area, is we have a program with Southern California Edison. It's a virtual power plant program exclusively for homeowners in the 805 general territory. It's in the Ventura Santa Barbara territory. And it's a really exciting program. Um, it's essentially a program where homeowners can adopt solar panels and a home battery. They can buy them if that's part of their you know, investment plan or they can lease them if that's better for their pocketbook. But in either case, they can enter, they can enroll their battery in our virtual power plant program with Southern California Edison and get paid what we call grid revenue every month. So by participating in our program, they can actually take that solar energy that they're saving in the battery, use it in a manner that is coordinated by Swell, and they will end up getting paid by us, uh, by Southern California Edison through us. So super interesting program. It's rather unique. It's really there to, you know, from SoCal Ed to promote home batteries. They want us to put about 6,000 batteries on the grid and we are going out there. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll start enrolling participants into this program. So the timing of this program is fantastic because it just happens to be 
right ahead of our launch of this 805 virtual power plant that's intended for homeowners in Santa Barbara Venture. So, so just tell us about Swell in relationship to your financial uh, stability, because you're, you're buying a $25,000 very unique item. And so there's uh, you know, a business risk if you're the homeowner that uh, you need to be around for 25 years in order to make good on the guarantees because I can't go to my local electrician necessarily and have them fix this. So tell us about Swell. Sure, absolutely. So first of all, we work with top quality manufacturers, right? So the product comes with its own product guarantee warranties. Um, we work with top installers um, and it's a young industry. I will tell you, many of these installers have been around for 20 years. Many of them are electricians that have been around for longer, but some of these companies have only been around for five or 10 years. And Swell's job is basically to help mitigate that risk, right? So we are funded by Aries Management. It's one of the largest private equity firms in the US. They have taken a keen interest in the industry of renewables in general, and also very much in our company. So we're very well backed. Our lease program is with Aries as well. So the financial wherewithal of the company is actually an asset in that we help a customer who might get a solar panel and battery system from their local installer, we help them actually mitigate the risk of that installer not being around. By going through us, if that installer goes away, well, there are 40, 39 other installers that we could associate with that home, right? So we're actually in a, in a manner helping homeowners um, take a lot more comfort in the fact that whoever installs the solar panels through us, well, even if they go out of business, we as a company have a network of other installers that can always step in. So we, our show, Money Talk, really does focus uh, on uh, in investing and uh, it's based, based on your relationship with a private equity firm. Would you consider yourself a, uh, a candidate for going public one day, you know, whether it's through a SPAC or through uh, uh, the private equity firm? Is, is that your long-term goal? Neil, I don't know how much I could comment on this, but here's what I'll tell you. Here's <laughs> what I will tell you. I'll give you something that I think is actually more interesting than whether we're gonna go public or not. It's, it's this. This asset is being transformed as we speak. It used to be just solar panels on a roof, very simple. You know, photons hit this thing, electrons shoot out, you consume the energy, and if you don't, it goes into the grid. Well, that has changed entirely. With solar panels and a battery, all of a sudden a home energy system is a brand new asset class. And what we are doing at Swell and working with Aries is now getting a lower cost of capital from financiers to be able to finance this asset class for homeowners. So what I can tell you is that our job and my, my personal professional background in particular um, and, and others at our company that are, that are in the finance role and in the grid services role, our job is to take a home battery and solar system, transform it, aggregate it with thousands of other batteries, turn that into a virtual power plant, get money from the utility and bring down the cost of ownership to the homeowner. So from a capital market standpoint, I don't know what will happen to our company on the public market side, but what I can tell you is we are certainly transforming the asset class known as home energy systems. So the, the question for our listeners is whether to buy your system or eventually buy your stock. You're listening to, listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB and we'll be right back with our final segment.
For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the kellymarshteam.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. When a bank is owned by the community and invests in the community, it answers to a different call. It's personal. It's driven by your needs, not ours. Welcome to American Riviera Bank, based right here in Santa Barbara with branches in Montecito and Goleta. Our customers know us for personal service every day, every way. You can bank on us. Bank on us. Bank on us! American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. Hey, watch where you park. Please, never drive your vehicle onto dry grass or brush. Hot exhaust pipes, catalytic converters, and mufflers can start fires that you won't even see until it's too late. Properly maintain your vehicle. Worn out brake pads may not be able to stop you and can cause metal on metal sparks to fly. Keep a cell phone nearby and call 911 immediately in case of fire. Remember, one less spark is one less wildfire. The California Statewide Fire Prevention Program is grateful for your cooperation. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So I'd like to go back and touch on the um, virtual power plant that you have uh, a, a partnership with Southern California Edison for the Santa Barbara Inventor, or the 805 area, as you said it so eloquently. What if, if you have a homeowner that's interested in that, what should they do and how should they reach out to you? Sure. So one way to do it is just go to our website, swellenergy.com um, slash 805, and you will find there a form that folks in that area can fill out um, or simply go to swellenergy.com and click on, um, click, on the, click on the link that allows you to get your information over to us. We have a call center of people. We don't call people outright. We just reach out to folks who have expressed an interest in hearing more from us. Um, so if you provide us with your information, we'll call you back and we'll do a couple of things. Number one, we will see if you qualify in terms of where you live to participate in our Southern California Edison 805 virtual power plant. Um, and even if you don't, we've got solar panels and a home battery for you nonetheless. But if you do, it could be a rather an even more exciting um, and interesting offer. So the first thing we'll do is What's qualify. What's the criteria of qualifying and not qualifying? So you have to be a homeowner who owns your home and you essentially have to be within the territory um, that Southern California Edison has asked us to develop this virtual power plant within. And so a bit more complex than, you know, that I can describe over the radio, but certain zip codes and within those zip codes, certain neighborhoods, but it, it is a very vast area. It's a very vast range in Ventura, Santa Barbara. 
And the reason Southern California Edison has asked us to do this, by the way, is because of the closing um, of the Aliso Canyon facility in that area. And so you recall some years back, um, Southern California Edison closed that facility. Well, that's great. You know, you do that for various regional reasons um, and climate related reasons, uh, but you have to find a way to fulfill that capacity in the future, right? And so we are one component of that. So folks can come to swellenergy.com, um, enter your information or find the phone number on the website and call us. We will qualify you, make sure that you live in the area. And if you don't, we still have offers. And then the more important thing is the next thing that we'll do is a needs assessment, right? With solar, we could kind of look at somebody's bill and say, okay, for this amount of monthly, monthly kind of utility bill, you should get this many solar panels. Well, with energy storage, it's different. Um, when are you home? How many people are at home? Which circuits are more valuable to you? Do you want to go ahead and back up your entire home? Because if you do, we can certainly do that for not that much more. Or are you interested in more of just a critical, um, what we call critical loads, right? Where just certain loads within the house, certain panels within the house are backed up. So going through that spectrum, you know, it's a bit more interesting and a bit more involved than just solar was. But what we find is that homeowners love it. They love kind of interacting with us. They love telling us which appliances mean the most to them. And then we come up with a package and then we give you an offer on what that lease will be. Um, we then come to you over the course of the coming weeks, install that system through our certified technicians, and then enroll you in our utility program um, around the summer. And all of that can happen really, you know, we have some salespeople who are closing eight, 10 deals a day. So all that can happen within the course of 45 minutes <laughs> or an hour with one of our salespeople. One of the things that I think we've done right, we haven't turned it into kind of an online amazon.com thing yet, but I think one of the things as well has done quite well versus a lot of our competition is really streamline that, that needs assessment and proposal generation part for our customers. Uh, I, I don't have a Tesla, but a lot of people here do. If they, if a customer has the Tesla power center in their garage, does it, is it cheaper to buy than if you don't? Um, not necessarily, you know, you know, if somebody has a Tesla vehicle, that's great, but our stationary storage, the Tesla power wall is a completely different unit um, with a completely different set of electronics. Well, thank you so much, Solomon, for being here. Uh, take a look at Squirrel Energy. Uh, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Money Talk and we'll see you next week. It's 